Hello, yeah, welcome back to the Limehouse podcast. It's uh, good to have you with me. Um, not like that, but, um, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, this week is a bit of a random one. I haven't really interviewed that many friends on, on the show over the last four years. Maybe two. Um, and this this one... This one is probably like the, the longest standing friendship I've had. So Dan, Dan Howard, uh, is, is a very, very good friend of mine. We were in bands together for, for years. I mean, you know what it's like, just, just band after band after band and mainly failed, you know, mainly failed, but, but all good fun. And Dan used to play bass, uh, we used to rock out and try and get record deals and, and try and I don't know be the I don't know new Nirvana or something never worked anyway so consequently I've gone that way Dan's gone that way years and years have passed we stayed in contact sort of but Dan is now doing a fantastic YouTube channel it's called Camp Life Bushcraft I strongly suggest you check it out because it's a return to nature it's really great for you it's really good for your soul you know if you're vaguely interested in that sort of thing which i happen to be as you well know um it's a great way into it it's going to teach you how to like basically camp outdoors or just camp in general cook over a fire outdoors how to make a fire how to you know how to make a, a den outside you know I, I, I love all that kind of stuff and during lockdown they've, he's become a little bit more creative as well i mean you had you have to be these days, right? You know, and it's really funny because you think, oh, how, what what more can you do other than once you've got to a campsite? What how many episodes could you surely do? Well, you can do quite a lot apparently, and it's 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 fun. He's really into it, and it's a really cool kind of like DIY ethic about it. And he like in the interview, he, he you know holds his hands up and says, you know, I'm not like a super super professional. But I just love what I do and, and what have you. And I'm kind of the same. Let's face it. Am I getting paid to do this? No, I am not. Am I good at it? Remains to be seen. Am I enjoying it? Sometimes it's fun. This is fun. Two minutes and 41 seconds of being random to, you know, all 120 of you. It's great. Oh, I hope you are well. Um, it has been a, a random old week. We've finally, oh, I don't know if I said this the other day, but we're finally out of, of London living in Suffolk uh, momentarily for the next sort of two, two and a half months with the in-laws. And uh, it's flat as a pancake here, let me tell you. Not the mood, the countryside. Flat as a pancake, Jesus Christ. It's pretty though, I tell you what, you get plenty of the sky out here. You know, you go into a field and you, you look to the horizon, it's just field after field, tree after tree. Oh, it's wonderful. You can go on like an hour and a half. I went on a two and a half hour walk yesterday with Ray, strapped to my chest. And um, for those of you who, who don't know who Ray is, that isn't a really weird thing that I do to torture people. Ray is my little child, my little daughter, six weeks old. And we just went on a two and a half hour walk with the dogs and uh, didn't see a single person. It was amazing. Take that London on your face. Anyway, so that that's that's what I've been up to. Um, and then uh, just arranging a few um, 
just interviews really and uh, yeah it's kind of cool got, got a, quite a few really interesting people lined up actually mainly musician musicians having a chat soon with a comedian first time I've actually had a comedian on the show that's quite exciting anyway look after yourself don't forget to check out uh, Twitter you don't have to I, I, I don't think you should personally I mean I'm never really on it it's a bit of a fucking waste of time let's be honest but yeah try Instagram Limehouse Podcast I'm trying to up the game on the old Instagram you know hashtagging does it work? it doesn't work it, it, it doesn't that's the thing you know, you do have to have money, I think. Paid adverts, paid this, paid that. That could be wrong, of course. Or it would help if I got Tom Hanks on the show. I'm working on that, guys, by the way. Yeah, Tom and I are close. Close to getting Tom Hanks on the show. So that should be a big get. Big. See ya. I don't know how many because we we were in bands together for for a fucking long time. Um, some toured the world, uh, topped the charts, and the rest. Some didn't, um, but it's it's been a long time so since we've hung out and stuff. And then Alex, mm. um, uh, our um, mutual acquaintance slash again band friend. <laughs> And all sorts. It was like, Dan's doing this YouTube thing. And that was a while ago. And I was like, all oh, right, cool. Um, but how did you get into it? I can't... I mean, it makes complete sense to me that you do, you know, the bushcraft and camp camp life stuff. Because I was like, yeah, that makes sense completely. But I lo- I just want to know where, what age you were, what the situation was, and what prompted you to get into it. Okay. I can tell you that. I um, yeah. It came from having that surgery um a few years back i had a double hernia where they oh my god wasn't keyhole they cut across my stomach both sides um and i had i had uh six months i think of convalescence as it were and in that time i don't have a tv in my room so in that time i watched stuff on youtube on my iPad or whatever. Um, I couldn't go downstairs for a few weeks because I was too scared of falling down. Um, and it, and YouTube inevitably, you start watching, you know, funny cats, and within an hour you're at conspiracy theories that are going to end <laughs> yeah. the world. And, and I got into people doing this sort of twenty-four hour survival, um, you know only going out with a knife and building a shelter. And, and I thought, this is great. I love all this. And so yeah. I found several channels that I really liked. Um, and I thought, when I get better, I'm going to go and have a go at that. And so my brother-in-law and I, we started doing it together. And we would go out camping um, and practice these little things. Um, and one day, he stood me up. We were going somewhere together. And he didn't, he couldn't come. And so I thought, well, I'm still going. I want to go on my own. It's fine. And driving there, I thought, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. And I had my 
iPod, little tiny iPod, and I thought I'll film it. You know, I've seen I've seen these YouTube channels. I'll film my own. And yeah. I thought nobody would watch it. You know, it would just be my mum and uh, you know force <laughs> force my wife to watch it. Um, and so I made a video. I didn't know how to edit a video, and I quickly discovered edit, editing a video. You spoke that you know we were in bands together and stuff and editing a video is much like recording a song in a studio. And Very so, similar, yeah. Yeah. So, so when I opened up the editing software and went, let's have a look at this, I, I understood it straight away and thought, well, oh, this is easy. Um, yeah. And so I made that one video and I put it out. I, did, I made myself a channel and I put it out and I thought, you know, might get 10 views and it got, it got a, got a couple of hundred and I thought oh that's yeah. nice but it just kept going and I remember I think that got me the bug and I started recording every trip I went on then but I remember saying in September of that year that wow if that got to a thousand views by Christmas I'd be really really happy and it did and I just you know I couldn't believe that that many people would sit editing the films and a lot of a lot of outdoor youtubers they don't like editing they don't like the um the kind of the the work you have to put in but i yeah. love it I, i'll sit there for hours doing it and not notice the time and yeah no it's it's a great it's a hobby isn't it you and i've got that yeah. in common man because I, I think yours is, yours involves a hell of a lot more fucking work i it's, mean it's, jesus christ you know but... something creative isn't it yeah yeah you've got to have that outlet um but that you 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 froze for like about five seconds during that. But um, uh, that's the way of Zoom. But the 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 thing that that got me, man, because like it's really hard to not. To, it's really easy, sorry, to gloss over the um, the double hernia. Um, yeah. Well, what, what was what was that like, and what was the process of? I mean, you you're there and you're struggling, but what what's the when you you think I'm going to do this thing when I get out, was that like a little bit of a road to Damascus moment for you, or was it just uh, in the back of your mind always, or was it in the forefront? Um, I, I don't know. I just I said I just I got addicted to watching those sorts of things. There was two or three channels in particular that mm. I just found you know quite inspirational, and I just thought you know, and and it was a there's a you know, there's Ray Mears and there's the kind of Bear Grylls, but there's a guy called Les Stroud. Um, yeah. And he did a thing years ago in the, I think in the early 90s called Survivor Man. Yeah. And I found loads of his episodes. It was a TV show in America. And he would go out and he would just take his cameras, which were these massive camcorders, you know, <laughs> he would yeah. film himself doing this stuff and, and, you know, get dropped off somewhere. And, it, you know, there's loads of shows like it now, but he was sort of one of the pioneers of that style of show. Yeah. Uh, and he really knew his stuff. And I, I must have watched everything he did um, while I was convalescing. And I just yeah. I just fell in love with it. And, you know, I grew up in the country and playing in the woods was something you did as a kid. And I think I just lost touch with it. And I just thought, mm. you know... As a as a grown man going out in the woods and making camps is um, yeah, 
you know, maybe it's not the most, I don't know, it's not the most sensible thing, is it? But to see other grown men do it, I thought, oh, well, it's okay then, isn't it? I might as well have <laughs> yeah. it. It's all right, man. Like other guys are doing it and they've got big bushy beards and they're stacked. And yeah. some of them in America, they're, they're, even, even, they're carrying guns in America, so it must be fine. But I mean, like, that's so cool because it must have spoken to something like in a simplistic way, right? Because it's like, that's what I find at least. I, I did um, um, last summer, I went on a couple of days walk on my own and did some wild camping um, on the South Downs, which isn't, you're not technically allowed to do that, but I, I genuinely, I didn't fucking know. Mm. Um, but every, everyone was doing it. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it was just the simplistic, the simplistic thing that really spoke to me. Is that kind of like what do you, what you, was that what got to you? Do you think in the, in the beginning of it, like the, the, you could just do it because it's so easy? Well, it's not easy, but you know. Yeah, I mean the, the getting away from people, um, mm. and just the quiet. You know, I like. There are certain times of the day I really like. I like it as it's getting dark when I know. Mm. You know, you because you come across, you know, you get dog walkers and what have you, and there's always a little worry when you're setting up a camp if you're somewhere where you're strictly not supposed to be. Yeah, there's always a worry someone's going to come along and say, yeah. you know, I'm 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 telling on you. <laughs> but once it starts to get dark, once it's dark, you know nobody's out walking because yeah. they would have a torch. You'd be able to see them for miles. You'd be able to hear them for miles. And I love that time of the day, and I love waking up in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with the bird song and the first light. I think it's really, yeah. you know, not to be too hippie on you, but it's it's got to be good for the soul. They say yeah. everybody should, um, you know, witness the sunrise at least once a year. Um, God, at least. Oh, my God, yeah. at least. Like, I, I saw that this morning because basically I'm, I'm in <clears throat> Suffolk at the moment living with the in-laws before we move into our place in Norfolk and... It's flat as a fucking pancake here, Dan. It's it's insane. I've got I've got to get used to it because I'm used to beautiful hills. I mean, I've lived in London for a long time now, five years. But even even that, you know, the parks have got hills. There's there's nothing, but yeah. you do you know you get the sun the sunrise now, and it's 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 it really it's, it's it does make you pause. It, it does force you to pause to make you realise, you know. I know that perspective thing is such a road well worn, but yeah. it's true. You you do get perspective, and I think like what you're talking about there is the um, the perspective that I maybe you you needed or or whatever, and and then obviously the the success you've had with it is is because is it's just a nat- it comes from a natural place, right? You're, it's easy for you to do it because you you're so natural at it. Yeah, I mean I I enjoy it, and I do it to please myself more than anyone else. You know. Hmm. Um. So when you have, I think when you have that kind of attitude, people can see you're sincere, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the first, the first person I'm trying to make happy is, is me. Hmm. And I like making the, you know, the, the camping videos I make, I like to make them as a kind of an experience video for maybe someone who can't get out or doesn't get out or, you know, yeah. doesn't have the wherewithal or the ability, they can, you know, do it you know vicariously through what i'm doing do you know what i mean it, it but it's so um it's very um what do you call it meditative isn't it because i i mean i don't it's hard for you to i mean you know to be um impartial but um for me anyway the stuff that i've watched 
after a while, you know, you do get into a very, it's very trance-like, you know, it's very, very, yeah. well, it's very mindful, dude. It's very mindful. It's very mindful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Um... I get that. People do say, you know, they, I get comments from people that say they, they sit and they watch it, you know, with a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning in bed or, or you know, they'll sit late at night in the dark watching it and, you know, yeah. people say they put it on their big screen TVs and all and it's, it's, a, it's weird. It's hard to fathom. But, yeah. uh, but it's nice. I like it. I like, you know, spreading, spreading a bit of good feeling. It's nice. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean... How did how did so when you because obviously you did you learn a lot of 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 your bushcraft um, watching the videos and you just had to go out and do it because watching it is one thing but actually physically going into the world and doing it is is a completely different aspect. There's a, it's 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 called bushcraft for a reason, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's everything looks easy watching it on the screen. It's not always easy. Things don't always go to plan, and I've you know I've never considered myself to be an expert. I'll see something I like, whether it be, you know, I've got a few books and things as well, but I'll learn from other people um, and I make mistakes. And I think that's, that's part of it, you know, it's, hmm. it's, um, but the difference being it's a lot harder work um, when you do it yourself. You know, if you, I built a shelter uh, a couple of years back now, I built a, a proper full on thing that I could sleep in for a, more of a kind of semi-permanent thing and um yeah and i built it over three days and i was shattered at the end of each day and yeah you, you know you watch someone on a video who would do that all in an hour long video and you think oh wow i could go out and do that tomorrow but it's not as easy as that you know it's you know yeah as well as learning the knots and how things work structurally you've actually got to carry all that wood around and saw it up and you know yeah. like a hard day's work but it's quite satisfying and then you have to keep stopping to move the camera around if you're filming yourself <laughs> yeah so, i mean it, it does sound it does sound amazing though because like once you get once you realize you're in it do you know what i mean there's no going back yeah um especially when you're building a shelter and uh, presume obviously to sleep in you you know if anybody's done any kind of an outdoor activity if you mess it up, if you do a shoddy job, yeah. Mother Nature's going to come along and go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, man, you fucked up. Here's how I'm going to pay you know pay you back." Sort of thing. Yeah, that's. I mean, I've I've I think twice in in the time I've been doing it, twice I've gone home where things have gone wrong. Uh, yeah. Once I just got in a I just got in a mood. I wasn't in the right frame of mind, and I was trying to do something that was not. I didn't have the time to do it and I was hungry. Yeah. And I just threw my toys out the pram, turned my camera yeah. up, went home and ordered a pizza. Um, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was, you know, I was on a hiding to nothing from the off. And the, and the other time was out yeah. in snow when I had an accident um, and I realised that I'd got wet and I'd got cold. I hit, yeah. I cut yeah. my hand and then I stood up too quick and I hit my head on a, branch above my head and I'd cut my head open only a oh God, okay. tiny cut but it kind of knocked, knocked the wind out of me a little bit yeah and I I kind of walked away you know having a little rant at myself and I slipped over 
And so I fell over in the kind of the wet, snowy mud. Oh, and, God. And I hadn't, I didn't have a fire alight. And, it, and this, it was kind of sleet and it had got heavier and heavier. And I was soaked. And I sat down for a minute and thought, stop and think, you know. And, and I looked at yeah. myself and I was shaking, you know. And I just thought, no, this is, this is dangerous now. yeah it's it's going to be dark in half an hour i can either pack up and start walking or i commit and stay and i just if i stay you know maybe i'll still be there in a week's time until someone finds finds me but uh, so i I went home but i (laughs) yeah i filmed all of that and i filmed the decision making the accident i had i caught on camera okay so I put it out as a video as, you know, yeah. sometimes it's okay to just say, let's go home. It's, it's, it's not working. <laughs> definitely. Out. Yeah, definitely. Do you think you'll ever, I don't know if you have or, or not. Really. Yeah, I put probably that one out. yeah. Yeah. I got, but no, I got lots of support. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, of course you did. But I, I was going to ask whether or not you'd ever go like, if, if, if you haven't already gone like way, way, way into the wilderness. Have you done that? Um, I mean, in this country, it's almost mm, impossible like, to go way into the like wilderness. I've Wales walked, or Scotland, I guess. Yeah, I've been to Wales. Um, I spent yeah. three days in the Brecon Beacons a couple of years ago uh, mm. with with two other guys. One of which was a you know mountain mountain leader, you know qualified type person. So he could babysit me. And, uh, Safe hands. Yeah, and I've gone you know sort of southwest coast path of hikes along that, but you're never yeah that far from a village pub in this country are you yeah the furthest away i've been is is on dartmoor i've, I've been to dartmoor three four times now and, and i love yeah. it it's so bleak but yeah you know, the weather generally is horrendous but yeah i would <laughs> i would love i would love it if we had you know miles and miles of untainted wilderness because i would i would quite happily wander off and um, yeah you know re- rely on myself but um, but it's difficult. Do you think when in this country? Well, it's very it's very difficult, man. Like I I feel that big time. I I think when I when I even just the South Downs, you know, when I got out of the got out of the turmoil of craziness of London back in the summer, just just to the South Downs, and it, it was really surprising to me how much, um, especially when I camped at night, how much I removed myself from that world, the natural world, you know. And it took and like it was ridiculous because as I. I was scared at the, at, you know, when the when the night came. I had a fire and I had my dog Rosie with me and stuff. Um, I had a, a, a managed to blag a beer off a farmer, but I was like fucking scared. Like that when when it came, the dark when the darkness came. Yeah. Which is, but it did give me, you know, it gave me a little fucking reminder of like, you know, one, you love what you're doing, but two, why are you scared of it? Like, what's going on here? You shouldn't you shouldn't be this scared of being at being outside at night time. No. I think it's it's to a point it's natural but also a lot of this fear is brought on by you know tv and films and things isn't it yeah you know the woods at night to me they're no different than the woods in the daytime it's just Mm. you can't see much but you can you know you can see more if anything in, in my opinion you know someone walking with a torch you can see them miles away um you know, and sound is amplified because it's dark, isn't it? You know, I've, you know, I have moments where something will spook me and it's usually a deer 
or you know a fox screaming or something you you kind of wake up yeah. and go whoa like, that's that's a bit freaky but it, yeah. but it doesn't keep me awake anymore it has in the mm. past um yeah I think it's something you get used to and you recognize what makes what sound but the biggest yeah. fear is always people isn't it it's the it's the proverbial axe murderer coming along right i know yeah it's quite funny but i see it the scariest thing in the woods is me because i'm laying there by myself yeah you know with a with a great knife and axe and a sword (laughs) naked with an axe yeah yeah (laughs) you know if you were walking your dog through the woods you know and it's starting to get dark and you just saw some guy sat next to a fire you know with a bit of tarpaulin you'd just keep walking wouldn't you you wouldn't go up yeah. and go oh hi yeah you'd give him a wide berth and, and think <laughs> yeah. that guy nuts so, yeah, so yeah. i'm that guy <laughs> so you're that guy you know you stare people down you slowly bring the axe <laughs> up you know not sharpening uh, yeah <laughs> yeah oh man no it just it must be um it must be really something, and I'm really, I genuinely am looking forward to getting back into it, you know. And it's, um, I from um, what's so like from a, a layman's right for me being the layman, um, what, 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 and obviously anybody listening, what would be like, what, what would be the first good thing to get into? Because I, yeah, I can pitch a tent, fuck me, man, to pitch a tent these days, you, you what do you need like 30 seconds, um, tents, tents today, and what have you, um, but what about making a fire? Um, not like, I mean, I want to say Tom Hanks, because I watched Castaway the other day, and I freaking love that movie. Um, sponsored by FedEx, Jesus <laughs> wept. Um, but how do you, can you make a fire without any, any, like any, you know, what, whatever you call it, like flint and, and stuff like that? Or, um, can you, can you yeah. whittle a bit of wood and make it, yes. make it go? Yeah. Up to a point, I mean, friction fire is not easy. I can do yeah. it, I have done it, but it's not something, you know, in, in, the, in the climate we live in, it's difficult. You know, finding, finding dry tinder is, is one thing. It's okay in the summer, you know, I think most mm. people could do it in the summer, but doing it in, you know, inclement weather when everything's wet, it's, um, it's, no, it's no easy thing. Uh, yeah. You need a lot of patience. You need to be able to find the right wood. So it does depend where you are. Uh, you need tools to be able to cut and shape the wood. So, yeah. no, I, I, you know, you have to be pretty, pretty, you know, a real expert to, to be able to just snap a piece of wood and rub it together. It is. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can be done, but I'm, I'm yeah. not there yet. I, I can, I can operate a bow drill, which is the. You know, you kind of have a bow with a string and you put your spindle yes. on. You know, I can do that. Um, I've never tried a hand drill yet. I think that is the next stage. That's the, you know, rubbing it together. But that's Bloody a technique hell. thing. You know, it's it's calluses. Right, yeah. Invitation to get calluses, I think. But, um, but it must be it must be so rewarding though. Just even on a, even on a basic level, like no fire lighters and 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 no cigarette lighter, no matches, just to just to get no. a fire going. It's something so primordial, something so primeval about sitting around a yeah. fire when you've created it. Yeah, it is. It is very manly. 
Love me. It's very <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean I use I use a ferrocerium rod most of the time, which is the oi, oi. you know, the it's a piece of ferrocerium which when you scrape something metal along it, it showers okay. sparks. That's you know, yeah. they're easy to use. Yeah. Um, I use a flint and steel sometimes, which is, you know, a piece of metal and a piece of rock that you bash together and you get a little spark. That's a little bit yeah. harder. Um, but the bow drill was something I wanted to master and I, mm. I succeeded last summer it was the first time I'd yeah. succeeded with it after a few failed attempts the previous summer yeah. and some loss of temper. But, I um, bet. Oh, it yeah, must be so frustrating. Yeah. And once you've done it a couple of times, you begin to understand the mechanics of it and what you, what you were doing wrong previously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't worry too much about that anymore. Um, mm. Let's say hand drill, and and there's loads of contraptions you can build that yeah. that create friction fires, but a lot of them are, you know, I, I think they're a little bit gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of satisfaction, because like I, you know, we spoke a little bit there about what it's like to sit around a fire that you've created. What like what is the the biggest moment, like the biggest satisfaction you get out of doing this, other than obviously the you know the community that you've developed but like um in terms of setting up a shelter and what have you it, what what is the, the the over the over the course of the years the one thing that or maybe it's a group of things i don't know but is there one thing in particular that's like that really grounds you the most where you enjoy the most well I, it's always for me it's always first light waking up hmm. because you know i like winter camping more than summer because I like the, I like the longer dark time, as it were, um, and so keeping yourself warm through a winter night, when you if you've got less gear than you would normally, because you can you can take Arctic survival gear and not even need a fire. Mm. Um, but it always comes down to that moment when I wake up in the morning, um, and I think you know, have a little stretch in my sleeping bag or whatever and think I've, I've done it, you know, yeah. I made it for another night. Um, and the, and the bird song and all that's, that's really special yeah. for me. doesn't matter where I am. I mean, in the last lockdown period, I was, I was desperate to go camping and in the end I camped in my garden. And I think I said to, said to my wife, I woke up in the morning and there was about 10 seconds where I could have been anywhere the birds were singing i was in a tent i was in a sleeping yeah. bag and i was not awake enough to know where i was properly and i just had that little ah and then i thought ah i'm just in my back garden <laughs> yeah. that that little moment when you first wake up mm. that's, i think that's always it for me yeah i think it's quite funny isn't it, actually you say that whole um survival thing like oh, you survived a night because i think i found like when i've done it any any camping I've always felt that oh I've got through it you know like like you're you like you're up against some massive mountain but in reality dude it's just sleep you're just sleeping where yeah. you evolved from for Christ's sake but yeah. um I suppose you've got you must have quite a strong opinion on like how we have evolved as a species into to have turned our backs so dramatically on on nature I don't know if I do have I don't have strong opinions on anything so <laughs> that's true actually dan I, I 
you you are actually quite a um, you are quite a diplomatic man. You do have thoughts, but that you know, un- well, you you do have thoughts apparently, <laughs> but you are yeah, but you are actually quite diplomatic from what I remember. You never really got on your high horse about anything. No, I don't see the point. Just no. people are going to do what they do, aren't they? You just live your mm. own life, and you know, try and uh, try and make the best of it. I suppose. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think in in lockdown, for example, like people going back to nature? I, I was a little bit of a bitter bitch, actually. I must admit. I remember because I I literally the only bit of countryside I get is Richmond Park, or used to get rather. And when it, when the, when the lockdown came and everyone flooded to Richmond Park, it was just like, get out of my park! I, I was like a really angry little man. Um, yeah, I heard but, your, uh, your interview with Lucy Lapwing. Um, yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. You mentioned that in there about going to Richmond Park and it was really busy. I went yeah. last weekend. I decided there's a forest reasonably near me that I don't, I don't go too much because it's quite it's full of footpaths and dog walkers. But I went yeah. there with the dogs and the kids and I thought, that'd be nice, you know, go, go out in the, in the trees. And it was full of people, cyclists, mm. runners, families. And I, I didn't get annoyed. I just, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be because I prefer to be away from people. But yeah. the biggest thing that got under my skin in the last lockdown period was um, what, what ended up getting termed fly campers. You know, you get fly tippers, don't you? God, so yeah. These people yeah. That decided they couldn't go anywhere else, so they'd go camping and they'd take all their cheap Argos camping equipment out somewhere nice, camp, yeah. get drunk, and then they just leave it all there in a mess, you know, yeah. tents ruined and trees half burnt down and all this kind of thing. That really irritated me. And I yeah. did... Uh, I, I started a little campaign that um, yeah. at the end of that last lockdown called leave no trace which is not okay, a new yeah. sentiment it's this kind of, you know anyone who does what i do or does wild camping or hiking 99.9 percent mm. of them all believe in this leave no trace ethos you want to leave yeah, absolutely. so that nobody knows you've been there so the next person that discovers that area thinks they're the first person there you know what i mean you, yeah 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 go somewhere beautiful and it's filled with coke cans and you know dirty whatever yeah. toilet roll blowing about in the wind and stuff it's mm. uh, it's no good so so i made a little it wasn't really a rant it was just a if you're going to do this kind of thing you know here's here's how you have sort of good practice and i started it as this kind of on youtube you get these things called tag videos and I tagged, mm-hmm. you know, three other channels to make the same thing, and they tagged three other, and um, and that went quite well. There was there was quite a few leave no trace videos flying around. Yeah. And I thought if if it could just if the message could get across to at least you know one person who's wants to get into that sort of thing, then it's then it's done a bit of good. And um, yeah, absolutely, it, mate. It went surprisingly well. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got you've got to do your bit. I th- I think that's cool. Like, I think that everyone pick. It's like you said, if just one person, if one person picks up on it, definitely, or, or whatever your yeah. you know your target is, and it works for you. But I mean, you've got to feel like you're doing your bit, and obviously, it's really spoke to you, right? I mean, like yeah. 
you we're only motivated to do stuff that, that speaks to some part of our soul and then and yeah. then we'll move on and, and do something about it but it's like yeah I've, i felt like that as well like it's it's kind of everywhere and it happened in richmond Park. It's happened everywhere and yeah. and um the country file are always talking about that i'm a big i'm a bit i'm not a massive country file fan it's a little bit too like at times it's a little bit like they're, t- they're talking to 12 year olds uh, at times um which is fine because some of it's their target audience but I, I do get a little bit bored of it but it's um by and large i i it just it's great for anxiety it reduces it a lot in my <laughs> mental world but um they do talk about it as well and i'm just like yes let's look yeah. after the country we've, we've looked out you know it's looked after us during lockdown that can we please return the favor kind of thing yeah but um how, how's it oh god because last time we had a lockdown it was, it was turning winter into spring and this one's just brutal winter yeah it's, um, hard. it's hard this one i i found the last one because i got furloughed from my day job uh both times i am now but uh but in the yeah. previous one i spent a lot of time in the garden you mm. know sleeping in a tent or whittling something or you know just ticking over you know doing things that yeah. interest me but it's hard this time because it's horrible out there. Hmm. You know, my wife's working in one room, the kids are homeschooling in another. And yeah. I'm, you know, sitting in my bedroom or, or standing in the kitchen, not quite knowing what to do with myself. So it's, um, yeah, I found this one a lot harder than the previous one because of the weather, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember like just being able to just chill out and listen to Six Music and just get a little bit drunk. Um, and what have you now i've got you know a, a baby a new one we've got a two and a half year old um pearl and mm. then ray who's just come into the world she's only a month old mm. and it's and it's very it's very very brutal um yeah. and i don't i don't know i don't i mean if you've you've got stuff to draw from you know you've got a great community and you and you've got a great strength in your passion so it's really cool you can lean on that um i mean did, did, have you experience like a kind of like a a, a, a cry not a, um well not a cry for help but like a you know i don't know what the expression is but like have, have you, has your community uh come out and like in, on youtube what have you and gone like i'm feeling a bit crap you've really helped me out during lockdown or what have you or you know you've changed you you've kind of like changed my mentality to camping and this is what i'm going to do and and in bushcraft and stuff thanks thank you dan daniel howard kind of thing but to me to me personally yeah. you mean yeah yeah um a little bit i mean i get you know i get lots of comments on on videos um and there was in the last lockdown there was a few Kind of people that you know live in the live in the middle of a big city and mm. spend their time you know in their living room or in their bedroom and they can't get out properly there's no green spaces near them and there's a few of them you know had some comments from those sorts of people kind of saying you know they've they've really enjoyed and they've gone back and watched old videos and this kind of thing yeah. um but i you know comments from that compliments from people they're nice, but I take them with a pinch of salt in the same way I take, you know, any abuse I may get, I take that the same way. I don't take it too seriously. Um, yeah. Would, would you get, like, people giving you abuse for tying the wrong knot or something? 
oh yeah you've done that wrong you've done that wrong and and general you know this guy's an idiot type comments yeah. but they i think you know the the musical background helped because you know not everyone is going to like the things that anyone does are they no so well the bands we were in dan no one likes don't, like, so don't like me i don't care and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah there is that <laughs> But, you know, you get yeah. them scathing reviews in a magazine from, you know, failed musicians, who, you know, oh, they're just ripping off this or they're just ripping off that. And you just go, oh, well, never mind. We like doing it. So that's all that matters. Yeah. And, um, that is... and I guess it's the same thing with, you know, comments on YouTube. There is a core of subscribers that I feel that I know, um, you know, long-term people, names that always pop up in video comments um and those ones i really appreciate the comments but when you get random people suddenly swooning and saying you're the best thing ever yeah it's it's, it's hard to take and at the same time people who say you're the worst thing ever ever you know i just think that yeah well you've got to greet those two imposters as uh, both the same or something whatever that that poem by roger kipling's if yeah, my, my internet connection is really bad. It keeps saying it's unstable. Say again, you've gone you've gone funny. Sorry, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, you you're going very glitchy though. Yeah, you should we kill the video? Let's, let's kill the video. I'll um how do you stop stop video, but we'll keep the audio. And then that that might keep that might the audio might be okay. all right then. Um, cause basically the internet out here is appallingly bad. Can you hear me? All right. Mm. You can. Yeah, I can. Yeah. We're talking in darkness now. Yeah. Um, you hear me? I can hear you just, just great. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's cool. Like I, I just, it's so funny to go to, to remember what we, what we used to get up to and then, and then you just rocking out in the woods it's kind of it's just kind of it's quite cool because you know i've done this podcast thing and um i mean i'm a gardener i've always been a fucking gardener so i haven't changed that um and 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 alex i don't know alex is still doing bits and pieces and what have you but um it's so it's so weird like i was i was just thinking the other day we know we've known each other for like 17 about 17 years i think now um that's that's going some man that's that's crazy because really? i would yeah because i would have been about 20 yeah. maybe even longer because i would have been about 21 i it's, think uh, yeah what are you now 50 what 54 yeah 54 you must be like 81 <laughs> then <laughs> bless your I'm heart still 29 yeah bloody hell um it's um i think it's you know creative creative people need a creative outlet yeah i think that's all it is you know when i mm. when i did music that was the thing i did and when i stopped doing music you know i would sometimes i'd get a little bit down in the dumps and now yeah. i have this life you know this side of my life um it satisfies me and mm. i say my wife she lets me go off and do these things because she knows that when I come back, I'm going to be 
happy-go-lucky, you know, for yeah. for a certain period of time. You know, I come back beaming, smiling and, you know, full of the joys of spring. Yeah. So it's, she knows, you know, she sees what it does for me. Y- so the old, either that or she hates me and would rather I go out. Yeah, why don't you just stay there? Why don't you just stay in your, in the fucking woods under your tarpaulin, mate? I mean, like for me, it's like um, people always go say to me, "Oh, you're a gardener! Wow, great! You work outdoors." Well, yeah, look, man, it's not. It's <laughs> yikes! It's not as great as that, but obviously. But anyway, um, for you, it must be. I don't know, like the I, just being able to get away in, in such a way and just connect with nature like that and have a purpose to it, a double purpose. You. And the people that you know that are tuning in, well, it's for yourself, but then for the people you're tuning in, to to get something from you, it's cool, man. Like I, I really, yeah, I, 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 I dig that quite a lot. Yeah, I like doing it. It's um, you know, it's say the the number one reason I do it is because I like it. Some people said to me, you know, in the past, I've had people say, you know, well if you didn't, you know, could you not go camping and not film it? And I say, well, yeah, I can. But then it would only be half as fun because I I like doing that. I love, you know, I get home from a camp and I sort my stuff out. I'll have a bath, put my things Good. away, hang stuff up to dry. And then immediately I reach for my computer and memory cards come out my camera and I'm, I'm editing, you know, as soon as possible. And... Um, some people will leave it weeks and weeks. I've got to do it straight away because yeah. what I did is fresh in my head. So mm. to get that onto the screen, as it were, you know, as, I, as I've done it, I've filmed it and I'm, my thought process is thinking how I'll put it together as a video. Whereas you know, yeah. if I leave it a week, I'll have forgotten all that. Yeah, yeah, I I have that with my podcast. I um I try and edit like it, it's different. Like when I first started doing it again, because it, it used to be political, but now it's like not at all. Um, I you know I I I had loads stacked up. I don't know how it happened. Now I'm like you know, week to week. Yeah, I think it's just because I've got so much more commitment in my life. Yeah. But but it is like you've got to get it done straight away. Otherwise yeah. you just forget. Yeah. Um. But it's it's it's. Go on. Sorry. I've got a, a backlog of videos, you know, I've got probably eight or nine videos done and on a hard drive that I've not put out yet. Cause I put one out, one out a week. Yeah. Um, but when I have time off work, I might shoot three, four videos in a week and I'll edit them all in that same week and then put them on the hard drive and, and that's it. They're fine. Then they're done and, and I can forget them and I'll put them out on a schedule. But, um, but the, the actual editing and finishing it all has to be done straight away. Yeah. So like in terms of like what, what interests me, I suppose if I've been doing it for a while, I suppose what would start happening to me would be like my um, relationship with the like wildlife around me, like, and, and bird life and I don't know, badgers, foxes, deers and what have you. Have you managed to build up a relationship at all um, with with the with wildlife, or um, is that something that doesn't you you can't really focus on that much? Or no, I, just, you no I, I like to think that I do. I mean, I'm not a hunter. Um, yeah, you know, I I would never go out. Well, I, I never say never, but you know, it's never my intention to go out and 
kill something and eat it. It's not really me. I like to yeah. sit in amongst it. Um, and so, the, you know, when you are out like that, if you're calm and you're quiet, wildlife just carries on around you. You know, I've seen mm. deer walk past. Yeah. Um, I've seen badgers. I've seen, you know, foxes. You get the little robins follow you about if you're digging holes and stuff. You know, they're, yeah. you know, I've had it where I've been digging a fire pit, you know, and the robin has been on the tree near me. And then I go off to get wood and he's in my fire pit, you know, picking <laughs> the worms where I've yeah. dug a hole. And, um, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, if you, if you move slowly and calmly and all, then the wildlife will accept you in the end. Hmm. Man, I love that. I actually just came just thinking about this now. What about what about reading? Like, do you think do you think the one advantage of camping is slowing you down? Like in terms of forcing you to slow down. I know when you're setting up a, a campsite, it's different. You've got to work quickly depending on the daylight and what time of year it is. But like, do you feel like in um, that sense you're able to? especially when you said earlier, like, you know, you, you, you like, you like the winter because you have longer nights. It affords you more time, right. To just yeah. stop and contemplate. And yeah. once you've done, I, I don't know about you, man, but like after a while, if I've contemplated for a little bit too much, I get a little bit anxious. And I, I start, that's, you know, Catherine wheel starts to go around a bit too fast. So I'm not, I like, I like to read a lot. And do you, do you find that connection like being able to sort of stop and slow down? Yes, I do. Um, like you say when you're setting up you know first hour or two you're working and then after that once you sit you know um things become a lot calmer and slower mm. um and i don't you know because i'm filming i quite often i'll sit and i'll talk to my camera in quite a kind of cathartic way and then when yeah. I go to edit, I delete all that because it's, you know, it's kind of personal. Or I might pick through it and put, you know, two minutes of me chatting. But the raw footage, you know, might have two hours of me chatting. Um, Blimey, yeah. And, I, and I'm just, you know, talking nonsense, essentially. Well, mate, that, you know, you should put that out on a, on a, on a Christmas DVD. <laughs> The 12-hour version of that trip. <laughs> the 12 hours unabridged yeah. Dan talking, you know, talking to the camera about, you know, I don't know, the fucking whatever. I don't read when I'm out so much because yeah. my eyesight's not as good as it used to be um, and I don't yeah. get my glasses with me. But at the same time, that means I can't really see my phone, so I don't fiddle on my phone much either. Yeah. What I do, what I do do though, is I listen to audiobooks quite a lot. Oh, me too, mate. I'm all over audiobooks. And that's you know, when I lay down to sleep from camping, I put one earphone in, and I listen to an audiobook for an hour. Yeah. And that I love that. But now what do you listen. What do you listen to? Um, at the moment, I'm listening to Tom Wood. I'm on book two, which is what's uh, that? He's uh, <laughs> it's not very uh, it's not very calming. He's uh, he writes about <laughs> an assassin, Victor the oh, assassin, yeah. who uh, yeah. murdered people for a living. <laughs> does 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 he whip does he whittle them to death or no? Bow, like no, set fires under them slowly. No, 
No, it's books, <laughs> books I read years ago. I've read them all a long time ago. Yeah. And I found them on Audible um, and went, oh, mm. I, I remember these because I've just yeah. finished all of the Jack Reacher books. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wanted something similar, you know, anti-hero type thing. Yeah, I I love a bit of that. I you know what I, I said. Love. I haven't read any Jack Reacher, but I do love that whole thing. I've I've got into um, a lot of Patricia Highsmith, so a lot of murder uh, thrillers and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, it's something. There's something about either camping, working outdoors. You've got a, a companion there, right? You know mm. that 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 sort of if you're on your own and yeah, and it's so such a deep personal relationship, isn't isn't it? Yeah. Oh, if you're downloading an audio book, try the first Jack Reacher book because it's that's very yeah. good. It's, it's one of the best ones. I mean, they're all good, but some are better than others. But that one, I've I've heard mm. that one about three times. I love it. Oh, yeah, I've I've, li- I've listened to um, the talented Mr. Ripley like three times this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Don't know what I just I don't know. We're creatures of habit, but the um, I think particularly for camping. Um, outdoor life there's a very very good um saga series called the lonesome dove series by larry mcmurtry and that that i've been back to just finished it for the second time and the guy um there's a guy called will Patton who narrates it and he's fantastic as american guy and he just turns characters oh my god incredible he's so skillful and you'd love it man it's about like the the basically the wild west just before it's about to not be wild anymore basically and it's and it's a lot of mother nature ver- you know nature versus man yeah. and um it's it's amazing it's so so good um, yeah, i think the narrator has to make it for you don't they with these books yeah the yeah, jack reacher ones the narrator i really like him he does all different voices i used to listen to a lot of star wars ones as well a couple of years back yeah. i had a phase of just non-stop star wars books and yeah. uh, again, it was always the same narrator and he had voices for, you know, different characters and what have you. And he did a good hand solo impression and all that sort of thing. So you, I think they become a comfort, don't they? Definitely. Like, yeah. And like, I think that's so true. Cause like when you, if you're walking long distance, um, like for example, when I first did my, I, I went walking for the first time, I, I, I've walked the South Downs many times but for some reason something always goes wrong I either get a kidney stone or a rupture of my achilles or i, I just I, we've, you know you find a, a deer trapped in fucking fence and we had to oh god it was horrific it's absolutely awful anyway I, and, and i was just oh everything kept on going well the first time i did it i took so much with me to keep me entertained to keep me as a, like you know occupied um so i wouldn't be lonely and scared but mm. you know those were books and and stuff. Now it's all on your phone. Yeah, way more, way more convenient, convenient, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Did, before we call it a night, um, do you have anything like you would want? I don't know to like say to like I don't know to to, 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 to like to people that aren't familiar with your work, what you what you do, what you're aiming to do, and and where where people would like find you um, and and why you'd want them to come, why, why you'd want them to follow what you do. Um, um, <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Well, you can find me on, yeah, sorry, carry on. 
No, because I just basically, I thought, because I'm, because I don't, I don't want to just be like, oh, and by the way, this is the end of the interview. And then you go, whoa, Will, uh, I've got like five things I need to say here, you know, because, because uh, I, just, uh, you know, what, you know I, I don't want to hang you out to dry, so to speak, because you might have something really amazingly profound to say. And I'll just be like, right, no, we're, we're done now. We're, we're done. No, I never have anything profound to say. <laughs> I would say, I would say, you know, if you're interested in outdoor lifestyle, I mean, my channel is is obviously called Camp Life Bushcraft. I'm not a bushcraft expert. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm just a normal person who goes out and enjoys being in the outdoors. And uh, Jack Reacher. <laughs> and listening to books about assassins. but but no you know i enjoy the outdoors and i've learned and i sort of share what i do as i go on these trips um i share i i guess i i share by doing if you know what i mean teach by doing yeah it were yeah um and so if you have no experience at all, I guess I probably look like I know what I'm doing, but I'm generally stumbling in the dark myself. Um, okay, yeah. And uh, I've forgotten what I was trying to say. <laughs> I suppose if you're like a beginner, it's a good place to come, right? Yeah, yeah. And I try to make the videos, you know, relaxing and personable and, you yeah. know, some people do like it. So maybe... Some people do. Yeah, maybe give it a go. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, I'm on Facebook. All as what are you on it? What, what? What? Yeah. All, all, sorry, say again on Instagram. Uh, so it's Camp Life Bushcraft. And yeah. Same on Facebook, and the yeah. same on Twitter. Although I never go on Twitter, so that'd be pointless. Yeah. Yeah, that would be stupid. An exercise in futility. Um, but that's cool, man. That's really cool. I, I, you know what I want you to do though? Take, uh, you probably already do it, but take your guitar with you um, yeah. and, and sing, sing a song about the seasons to camera and then not delete it and then put it up. Seasons in the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, do it, I do it in the style of the DIY cravings. Oh, whilst... Yeah. I looked up the other day on SoundCloud, I looked up the DIY cravings and our songs yeah. are all still on there. And there's some yeah. very baby-faced pictures of us sitting around in Guild. God, I know. We'd have I a little, little trip down uh, memory lane. Well, yeah, man, like I, I'm always doing it because part of this podcast is, is music and what have you. So I, I don't know, I very selfishly kind of like talk about my musical experience because I still think it's relevant to whoever I'm interviewing because basically the difference between the band that we were in the DIY Cravings and like some of the contemporaries around us it's like fucking nothing like we had enough we had some good songs and and had it not been if we were five percent more lucky we we could have got a, a freaking record deal everyone was getting record deals back in the early noughties you know yeah it was. It wasn't that. It wasn't that far off, really. I think no, it was quite. F- no, we had times. we had certain gigs, didn't we? That were, you know, we had various A and R people come down and all that sort of thing. But uh... God, I, yeah, there was one in um, upstairs at the garage where we had two record labels come, and I think we just we couldn't give a shit. We didn't practice for two weeks, and we were absolutely appalling. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like. 
God, the, I don't know what you call that, Arro- arrogance of youth, either youth or something. I don't know, something like that. It was just so funny, but it is what it is. We had one at the Dublin Castle, didn't we? Do you remember we had a, was it Be Unique label come down and bought us drinks and all at the pub? And then oh, they yeah, came yeah, to yeah, yeah, the Dublin yeah. Castle in, uh, is that Camden? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think on the way up, you and Alex had a blazing row and weren't talking to each other when we played. Sounds, sounds about right. Uh, yeah, it was another sort of weird one. Yeah, God, I'd love, I'd love to just, I'd love to do a podcast about uns- bands that haven't made it and all the little randomness about it all and all the little yeah. infighting and the fucking weird shit that goes on and because yeah. oh my God, it's so funny, God, it's especially when you've got kids now and you're like, it's all just a blur, really. Great blur, don't get me wrong, but it was all just like we, it was just so important, wasn't it? It was so. Yeah, Our life, we thought life would end if we weren't going to get a record deal or something. It's so funny. Yeah. 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 Anyway, look, I'm I'm going to go because my pearl uh, Ray started screaming. That's our new one. Mm-hmm. Um, bless her. But um, love love to Carly and the and the kiddies. It's been a damn long time. Mm. Back at the time. All right, mate. Yeah, it's the time. No timing. Uh, <laughs> All right, mate, you look after yourself. Yeah, and you. Thanks, Will. No worries, mate. Thank you. Take care. With a cool, sharp smile and some pain.